Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm apparently Sarah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start out an episode with some news with our weekly profit. I'm changing my name. Goodness. <laughs> I also uh, just want to reiterate the importance of this episode number. Yes. Episode number seven. seven. Lucky number seven. Oh, that was a, that was a terrible bell. Katie, Katie's in charge. Yeah. I don't know. I did a pretty bad So day. it's super exciting. <laughs> We're already on episode seven. seven we all got matching it. seven tattoos for this event. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I'm lying. I didn't get another one. <laughs> so um, the weekly profit. I want to basically do a shout out to the contest that JK Rowling and Lumos are putting on right now, which I think is super important. So um, there was a live stream uh, a couple weeks ago with Allison Sudol and Dan Fogler who play Queenie and Jacob in Fantastic Beasts. And they spoke about this Lumos um, promotion that is going on in the U.S. And it's a special competition where you can win a trip to the Fantastic Beasts set and you also get tickets to Levesden Studios to see the Harry Potter sets. You get to meet the cast. You get to meet the cast. Cool. Maybe JK will be there. <sighs> I don't know. Oh man. So anyway, oh, it's really awesome. Wouldn't you literally be? Yes. I really would. I hope not. I mean I I'd want to live to see I that. I would probably just start crying. Well yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know if anybody knows much about Lumos. Does anybody know about Lumos? Yes, it's spelled to turn light on. (laughs) Make lights, make light, not lights on, right? It It shoots from your wand. (laughs) What is magic? I love magic. It has to do with orphanages. Yes. So um, basically, 
JK JK started this organization um, about orphanages helping to get kids placed with families um, from all over the world. Um, and I think it's it's really important because I was adopted and I think that I just appreciate it and I like that she did this. Um, I mean, this is like her foundation that she started. So this is where most of her um, donation money has gone into that she's made. So I think that's cool. She's money that has knocked down her status. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, so anyway, there's like different levels that you can enter for this. For this, um, it's called CrowdRise. So if you just want to enter for a chance to win it, it's $12. All of the money that's being raised, 100% of the funds are going to the Lumos Foundation. Um, but then also if you donate, the more you donate, then there's other perks that you can get. So if you donate $24, you get two entries and a digital thank you from Dan Fogler and Allison Sudol, which is cool. I don't know if it'll like be personalized or anything. That'll probably be like way too much work, but it'll still be cool. And then there's another entry where you can win a special print by Mina Lima for Fantastic Beasts. There's another one that you can get a t-shirt. And then the, I know these are already sold out, but they're, you could get a hardcover edition of Fantastic Beasts signed by J.K. Rowling. That's pretty boss. Oh. Yeah. There were only 10 available. They were $2,500, and they sold out within like a couple days. Gosh, I if I had it. that money, I would totally wow. buy that. Yeah. So it's a really good cause. And even if, I mean, even if not for the awesome perks of the potential chance to win, to go on the set, like this is a really awesome foundation. And if anybody, um, anybody can, I think that we should all go in. Donate a little bit. Yep. It's cool. I kind of want to think. I think I want to go for the shirt. I think I want to get the Fantastic Beast print by Mina Lima. It's and anyway, um, this ends November tenth. So we a have. Bit of time. Oh, that's a little bit. Of a oh wait, hold on. No, I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. It ends September twentieth. It was still a little bit of time. <laughs> it is currently August twenty seventh. It is, but and this you won't will hear air, this for like uh, this episode will air in two, two weeks. weeks yeah. So you'll have about another two weeks to enter. Yeah, we yeah, I will. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool. So you guys Tis. go and enter. Tis. Maybe you can meet Eddie Redman. Oh my god! Oh man, that, that would be so cool. awesome. I would want to meet Allison Sudol. I want to yeah. meet everyone. Queenie, Queenie. Oh. I love Queenie. Yeah, she's my favorite. Fantastic Beast character. I like Pickett. Yes. <laughs> I also like Pickett. He's cute. I like the moon calves. Yes, they're so cute. So. I really like the um lady that died. Just kidding. What? <laughs> I don't even know. The the witch the anti witch lady? I don't even know what I'm talking about. The bare bones? Sure. Sarah's just being Sarah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, we're ready to <laughs> jump right into this. Wait, talk about how we have um, over 8,000 downloads yeah, on Podbean. Yeah, I put a note. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we do. Actually, so... Um, Probably by the time you hear this, it'll be way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, but we just found out now as we were recording that we have 8,000 downloads, which is crazy. I think that we're going to maybe try and do something at 10,000. Maybe that'll be our koozie giveaway. Oh! When oh. We maybe we'll sign a koozie. 
No. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> Why, cool. Why'd you deface this koozie? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think when, when we hit 10,000 downloads, we'll give away five koozies. That'd be cool. Yeah. So we'll figure yeah. out some way to. Yeah, get how are you going to raffle that? Like, get people to just like be like, hey, I listened, or tell us a favorite part of the episode or something like yeah, that. We'll, yeah, we'll think about it. We'll do it all on Facebook. So yeah, it'll get, be all through sure Facebook. Or on our Facebook page, and we will come up with a little fun True. thing for you. And five lucky listeners can win Swish and Flick koozies. Like us, cute. follow and us. And they actually rate are us. really cute. I enjoy them. They're mine. adorbs. They're great for holding your beer. And or any other can. Other beverage. Or a Coca Cola. Yeah. Oh, do we get paid for that? No, I wish. Not <laughs> but Coke, if you're listening, we will accept that sponsorship. Cola. A only, cola soda. <laughs> only if you send me Coca Cola direct from Disney World. Uh-huh. Yes. We were talking about this. Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. Moving on to things that pertain to Harry Potter. <laughs> he drinks Coke. Maybe he does. <laughs> does he? He probably does. Question to the fans. Is Harry mm. Potter like Coke or Pepsi? Ooh. Ooh. This is important. Good stuff. question. Are we Coke talking fountain? Canned? Bottled? What do you think? I Can I just say any way that Coke comes, I will drink it. Do they have magic Except pop? out of someone else's mouth. <gasps> no. Gross. Well, I don't think that they do because whenever you're at the Wizarding World in Orlando, they do not sell pop anywhere in that area. So what do you, you drink? You can only oh, get butterbeer butter beer or the specialty drinks or like apple juice, pear juice, pumpkin juice. Can I get water? Tea. <laughs> yeah. It's gilly water. Can gilly water pop? or lemonade. Is gilly water just plain... No, I it's gilly it's water. Gilly water. But is it it's H2O? Gilly water. Hey, it's gilly water. Did you know so, that it's gilly water? But, but, but it's gilly water. But, 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 but. it's water. <laughs> I'd like some high quality H2O, please. <laughs> I just Isn't love you. In, this in is in why the, people think what? that you're from strange places. <laughs> Your voice I am is ever from strange places. Have you met my parents? You're very. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to Mom and Daryl. <laughs> What did you call them the one day? Terrell and Sherry? Terrell and Sherry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I say. So, so yeah, from the water boy? like Coke or Pepsi? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tell us. Yeah, let us know. We want to know. Coke or Pepsi? We'll do it. We should do a Twitter poll. We're hitting questions around here. Coke oh, or Pepsi? I was totally joking. You guys got so excited. I love that. No, because it's it. such a good question. <laughs> is it though? I mean, it is. I, I, no, because it's like a dividing we, line. Like, can we do a lightning bolt round right now on Coke or Pepsi, everybody? Yeah. Coke. I see him liking Coke. No, for yourself. yourself. Oh, Pepsi. <laughs> Disney World Coke. No. Well, yeah, it depends no. on where you're no, getting Coke it. No, Coke or Pepsi. Oh, Coke Disney or Pepsi. Coke. Coke. Because it's better. Has anyone ever seen the movie The Invention of Lying? I think that's what it's called with Ricky Gervais. Mm-mm. And in it, no one I can like lie. Ricky. And there's an advertising for Pepsi on the side of a bus. And it's like, Pepsi for when you don't have Coke. I'm like, I've never <laughs> seen anything truer in my life. Never, ever, have you? Never, never, okay. ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Okay. To the Harry of Potters. So, last episode, we covered Chapter 6, The Journey from Platform 9 and 3 Quarters. So we met the Weasley family. We learned a little history about Platform 9 and 3 Quarters. Uh, Harry dealt with a little more of his celebrity status. We met Ron, Draco, Neville, and Hermione. Ron and Harry bonded over treats and hand-me-downs, and we explored chocolate frog cards. 
And we ended seeing Hogwarts for the first time. So now we're on to chapter seven, The Sorting Hat. One of the coolest chapters ever. Mm-hmm. It's because I wrote it. <laughs> you teamed up with Joe. <laughs> I'm secretly, I'm secretly. If you look on that page of the chapter real small way at the bottom, it says also. It's written by Sarah. <laughs> Co-credit to Sarah. Yeah. When did she write this? Before I was born? No. It, no, it came out. You were born. When, when did she start writing it? When was the first book written? Because I it came out in 97. But I think she had it written long before then. But anyways. Dear Google. So someone's going to Google it while I start reading the summary. <clears throat> so Harry and all the first years walk into Hogwarts and are greeted by McGonagall. She welcomes the new students and tells them that before the feast... They uh, must be sorted into the houses. She names each one Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, and Slytherin in order of my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Did that on purpose? nobody says it like that. That's because Ravenclaw's the best, and there are a few Hufflepuffs that I like better than everyone else. Mm. Oh. Oh. She reminds them that their houses are like their family. Good things will um, get them house points, and bad things will get make. I don't, I don't know how to say make them get rid of points or lose points. That's what I was thinking. What lose is points. Sarah thinking? <laughs> every every episode either can't read or I don't know what I'm talking. Every about. summary, every summary, yeah. you're like I can't read. I can't read. Also. Side note, it says here that J.K. Rowling's debut novel was written approximately between June of 1990 and sometime in 1995. So, so it was false. around, but I yeah. wasn't, I couldn't, I couldn't read till I was well into grade school, not well into grade school, but I couldn't read until like the second grade. You so could. God knows I couldn't write this book when I was five. <laughs> I think we all know you did not help her write the book. It's okay. Yeah. Why, why are we even talking about someone, this still? Someone might be like, oh, wow, Sarah's super cool. And I was like, yeah, I am. Oh Thank God. you for noticing. Moving on. <laughs> so, okay. And at the end of the year feast, the house cup is awarded to the house with the most points. The first years discuss what they think will happen when the sorting. They're led into the great hall where the sorting ceremony um, starts. We hear the old sorting hat sing, sing its song. And it, the ceremony commences in alphabetical order. McGonagall, Very unlike the movies. Uh, it bothers me. <laughs> McGonagall puts, on, puts the hat on the student's head and it quote unquote tests you and tells you which house you're most suited for. Ron, Hermione, and Neville are all sorted into Gryffindor and Draco is sorted into Slytherin. When the hat is placed on Harry's head, he and the hat go back and forth um, and the hat keeps... Te- saying to Harry could be good in Slytherin. He also tells him he doesn't have a bad mind either, so he could be a Ravenclaw. But we all know that's not true because he didn't pick up a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Harry is asking to be placed anywhere but Slytherin, and the hat calls out Gryffindor. Now that everyone is sorted and Dumbledore has given his speech, the feast can begin. We meet some of the ghosts of Hogwarts. Nearly Headless Nick or Sir Nicholas is the Gryffindor ghost. And after dinner, they go with their prefect, Percy Weasley. I don't know what I just did there. <laughs> Who's doing that? Oh, I know. You. <laughs> no, it's the whole thing's yellow. I know because I wrote a comment. I know. I saw that. <laughs> I literally said yesterday I spelled things wrong. <laughs> Um, McGonagall's a hard name to... I was also real tired and typing this in a car. Um, So after dinner, they go with their prefect, which is Percy Weasley for the Gryffindors, um, to the Gryffindor common room, and they finally see their common room for their first time and with their new rooms. Whoever, stop doing that. (laughs) Um, And they're going to see their new rooms for the first, like for the next several months where they're going to be living. Yep. Okay. So I kind of want to move into talking about like the structure of the castle 
and like houses and points. So um, Hogwarts is located in Scotland, which I feel like some people might overlook and they probably think it's like in England or something. I agree. But it's located in Scotland. Scotland. Standing on a cliff. And the castle is large with many towers and turrets. And it's said that the entrance hall is so large that the Dursley house could fit inside it. Think about that. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a large entrance hall. So I think that's pretty cool. There's an underground harbor for boats to dock, stone walls with flaming torches, a ceiling too high to see it properly. That's crazy. That's awesome. I like borough times four million. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, there's a large marble staircase that leads into the great hall and it, everything about the castle is flush with history and is magnificent. So, um, I looked on Pottermore and for the, for Hogwarts, it says significant events and it literally says, quote, one or two minor episodes from Harry Potter's life. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Just a couple minor episodes. Yeah. And you we know, defeating the dark Lord. No big deal. Right. Whatever. So a lot to do with the dark Lord, a lot to do with, um, you know, like the, um, the Yule ball and the Trizorzer tournament and then, um, the battle of Hogwarts. So, um, Hogwarts is a pretty important place. It's, I would it's say, cool there. I would say, as much as the Dursleys is his house, and he has to go back because of the whole love stuff, whatever. Yeah, Hogwarts is his home. Yeah. And he even says it at the end. He's like, "I'm not going home, not really." And Hogwarts is our home. Yes, mm-hmm. seriously, that Sounds is like, rolling. It's not, so not true. Mine. Hogwarts Whoops. is always there to welcome you home. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, talking about house points, we discover that house points will. Uh, houses will get points or they'll lose points based on triumphs and uh, rule breaking. And the house cup is mentioned and we discover that it's a great honor to win the house cup. Um, oh, and then I put in a link that I can't click on cause I'm not savvy. Cause there was like a, Im- Did you just a blues clues. Yes. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. Didn't even, you know, we, we, do, we, we can't, can't do. do. Oh my gosh. But what Sarah and you I were singing blues clues yesterday. That's because, that's because we do that. Tiffany. <laughs> we, I loved blues. Clues. You guys blues clues, blues clues. That's not how it goes. I don't think there's an nope. info. There's like nope. a graphic. That's a hard bow on Pattermore. <laughs> Pottermore has a ton of amazing infographics. Anybody who's a graphic designer, shout out to any graphic designers that are listening. I'm one. No, you're not. Me and Katie are graphic designers. Katie and I. I said I'm a graphic designer, not an English major. So (laughs) I don't have a college degree and I know that. So So, um, these infographics are beautiful. And like you can really appreciate the detail of whoever designed these. They're they're amazing. Yeah. So check Agreed. them out. Um, I am looking for it and everything had to load. It's giving me subjects. Where is it? Can someone help me out here? Cause I'm trying to find, it was like the house points, but when I put all up house points, nothing would come up. So I'm at Hogwarts subjects, castles. That's just an illustration. A handy history of Hogwarts house points. Where's that at? Yeah, that's what I, I have. literally that's what copied and pasted it. Oh, because I'm dumb. The overall number of points given and taken broken down book by book. Yeah. Albus Dumbledore is the most generous with um, 570 house points. The least generous, who do you think that would be? Snape. Yep. Minus 287. Oh, the but biggest at the same reward. Time, I don't know if I can. Is this like just for Gryffindor? 
or overall all this year. Is, I think this Why is, is overall. This, being so this is per book. Because I feel like Snape overgives to Slytherin. Sarah, you're like, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Did you get it? I like try, kept trying to like copy it, and then Sarah had it highlighted in the Google Doc. Um, in Order of the Phoenix, Draco Malfoy is allowed know. to give and take away points as a prefect and a member of Umbridge's Inquisitorial Squad. And he takes points away from like Ernie McMillian, Harry Potter, Hermione Granger. What are you laughing at? Inquisitorial. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Squibs. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Inquisitorial. What did I call it? Inquisitorial. Well, so it's called A Handy History of Hogwarts House Points. And that's what I was trying to look up. But because I'm sometimes... Not good with technology. I couldn't this figure out really how to copy cool. and paste my own. Link. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. So, um, Ooh, did you discuss the biggest awards? Yeah. Okay. The total house points exchanged are one thousand seven hundred and twenty-seven. Mm. Total rewarded or awarded is one thousand one hundred, and total deducted is six hundred and twenty-seven. And the Gryffindors are the one that get the most and get the most. De- Deducted. I was at least deduced. that we hear in the book. Yeah. But this is also like what this is on Pottermore. So. Mm-hmm. Did you discuss the methodology? No. So at the bottom of it, it says points awarded and deducted for actions carried out by multiple students at the same time have been divided by the number of students involved and added to individual totals. Like this is like a legit doc. Yeah, this is serious. Yeah. Black. It's got the uh, JK Rowling Wizarding World stamp seal of approval at the bottom. Yeah. So this is Uh-oh. like. What? I lost my little uh, page. Oh. Oh, and at the bottom it says, according to Ron Weasley, Professor Snape was always taking points off Fred and George. Find out everything the twins got up to in their very own index of mischief. Hmm. I can't. That's going to be great. Makes me proud. Go, boys. All right. So that's a little bit about. um, There's something in my cup. The castle. (laughs) Something in my cup. Is it? I see. The, the Grim. What's the Grin? <laughs> Not the Grin, you idiot. The Grim. It's one of the darkest domains in our world. <laughs> Moving on. So next we're going to talk about the Great Hall and the Sorting Hat. The sorting and just like hat. the sorting in general. So before we touch on the Sorting Hat, um, I thought that it would be important to talk about the Quill of Acceptance and the Book of Admittance. Which Ooh. I don't think people know about. I don't. It's very cool. <laughs> Sarah's I'm very face. interested in this. In a small locked tower, never visited by any student at Hogwarts, sits an ancient book that has not been touched by human hands since the four founders placed it there on completion of the castle. Beside the book, which is bound in peeling black dragon hide, stands a small silver ink pot, and from this protrudes a long faded quill. These are the quill of acceptance and the book of admittance, and they constitute the only process by which students are selected for Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. So, you know, whenever Hagrid comes to get Harry, he says, Your name's been in the book since you were born. Oh. He's talking about oh this god. book. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah's mind is blown. This article is on Pottermore, and I, it's really important. So I literally am going to read most of it, but I will post a link to it so that you can read it again if you want. Yeah. Um, if anybody understands what powerful and long-lasting magic causes this book and quill to behave as they do, nobody has ever confessed to it. 
doubtless because, as Albus Dumbledore once sighed, it saves the staff tedious explanations to parents who are furious that their children have not been selected for Hogwarts. The book and Quill's decision is final, and no child has ever been admitted whose name has not been inscribed on the book's yellowing pages. At the precise moment that a child first exhibits signs of magic, the Quill, which is believed to have been taken from an augury, um, I'm going to side note right here, an augury, I think that's how you say it. It's an Irish phoenix. It's a small greenish black bird that resembles a vulture and can emit a distinctive low cry. Shout out to the Irish. Yes. Um, They are native to Britain and Ireland and have also been spotted throughout Northern Europe. They make their nests in bramble and thorn and they eat large insects and fairies. What? Poor fairies. In the shout out to fairies. <laughs> Pour one out. Poor, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, that is where the quill comes from. That's boss. <clears throat> yes. And it floats up out of its ink pot and attempts, attempts to inscribe the name of that child upon the pages of the book. Augury feathers are known to repel ink, and the ink pot is empty. Nobody has ever managed to analyze precisely what the silvery fluid flowing from the enchanted quill is. <gasps> Interesting. Silver. Oh, my bad. Is that mm. so, unicorn blood silver? It is. That would be terrifying. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's unicorn blood. But you can't slay something that pure. And I have... What if they naturally die? You use them for it. What's huh? that? What if they die naturally? <clears throat> oh, Maybe. I'm just saying. Those few who have observed this process, several headmasters and headmistresses have enjoyed spending quiet hours in the book and Quill's tower, hoping to catch them in action, agree that the Quill might be judged more lenient than the book. A mere whiff of magic suffices for the Quill. The book, however, will often snap shut, refusing to be written upon until it receives sufficiently dramatic evidence of magical ability. Thus, the very moment that Neville Longbottom was born, the quill attempted to write his name and was refused by the book, which snapped shut. Even the midwife who attended Alice Longbottom had failed to notice that Neville managed to shift his blankets more snugly over himself moments after birth, assuming that his father had tucked the baby in more securely. Neville's family persistently missed faint signs of magic in him, and not until he was eight years old did either his disappointed great aunts and uncles or the old stickler of a book accept that he was truly a wizard when he survived a fall that should have killed him. Good God. That's gosh. Crazy. Isn't it really cool? You guys. I love this. I love Pottermore. There's one more little section. Okay, it says, go. In go. fact, the book's sternness has a purpose. Its track record in keeping squibs out of Hogwarts is perfect. <laughs> Poor squibs. Do it, Sarah. I don't know what I said. Shout, Shout out, out to Squibs. Shout out to Squibs. <laughs> Non-magic children born to witches and wizards occasionally have some small residual aura of magic about them due to their parents. But once their parents' magic has worn off of them, it becomes clear that they will never have the ability to perform spells. The Quill's sensitivity, coupled with the book's implacability, have never yet made a mistake. Dude. Uh, I have never heard of that before. I was searching for it. And as we were coming up with the dog, I put it in there because I know I knew that Megan was going to touch on this subject, and I found it, and I was like, "We have to talk about That's this." Incredible! Like it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's so cool. All hail Joe! Oh, <laughs> so good, <laughs> and I didn't even know that. Oh, so it's cool. so good! Again, I have chills. <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> I was about to say it. Are you losing control? Yes. 
<laughs> so, the power. Now on to the Sorting Hats song. So uh, turn up your headphones and get ready for me, 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 me. Me, 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 some me. wonderful lyrics. I'm going to die laughing. Well, then pull away from your mic. This is Megan's shining moment. Don't screw it <laughs> well, up. So no much pressure. pressure. <laughs> oh, you may not think I'm pretty, but don't judge on what you see. I'll eat myself if you can find a smarter hat than me. You can keep your bowlers black, your top hats sleek and tall, for I'm the Hogwarts sorting hat, and I can cap them all. There's nothing hidden in your head the sorting hat can't see, so try me on, and I will tell you where you ought to be. You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. (laughs) You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. (laughs) Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you've a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. Hmm. So put me on, don't be afraid, and don't get in a flap. You're in safe hands, though I have none, for I'm a thinking cap. Well done. Yay. Well done. I did not mess up. You did once. not mess up once. And I thought that, that was, was spot on. Excellent. By the way, you can't see us when the, <laughs> she was reading our houses. We were being obnoxious. And yes. by we, I mean mostly me. And it didn't deter Meg at all. No, yeah, I no. We were, we were being I you all out. I'm never obnoxious. That was a bloody brilliance. Bloody. Merlin! (laughs) I think that it's cool to touch on. This is the first time, obviously, that we hear the Sorting Hat sing, but it is not the last time. And you can tell that this song is very lighthearted compared Mm -hmm. to what we hear in later books. Extremely. Extremely. So this is basically just an introduction, which is perfect for the first movie and I mean the first book mm-hmm. and first movie but you don't hear this in the movie unfortunately um, so it's really neat that you actually it's a cool way for Joe to integrate what the houses are what each house sets it apart from the others mm-hmm. um, without it being like a really boring way to learn that information yeah specific traits touched on and I will say as much as because at the beginning when you see um when they're talking about when Harry first hears about the houses with um, Draco and you kind of hear like Hufflepuff in a bad way where yeah. this one is like says yeah. great yeah. things about each one and so it's like she kind of redeeming it. like yes yeah, little, yeah. Yep. still not as good as Ravenclaw oh my gosh <laughs> that's the best house <laughs> <laughs> this new voice of Sarah's came I don't on know like this what weekend it, what I don't know what happened it's so it's it's coming out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> My voice wants the world to know. It's going to let the world know. I don't know. I don't know the words. Oh I was thinking it sounded something similar to, it's a baby, Nick. <laughs> it's a baby, baby. Jingle. It's a baby, baby. Jingle. <laughs> what movie is that from? It is from. No, no, no it's, it's not. Santa Claus is oh, wow. She's Santa, got, is it Santa Claus is coming to town? I think so. That's more yeah. like Chris Kringle it, and the yes. Burger Meister Meister Burger. Yeah, that's yeah. Santa Claus. I love that movie. It is not my favorite Christmas movie, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm the Burger Meister Meister Burger. Okay. Back to All Potter. Right. <laughs> yes. So after the after the song, we get to go into the next part of the feast every year. Mm-hmm. So ever, all the kids are sitting now, and Dumbledore stands up. <laughs> He's got this speech. Keeps it short and sweet to the point. He says, welcome. We're going to have a feast. Nitwit, Blubber, Admet. 
week. <laughs> and that's it. And then he sits down. And the food Which, appears. And the food why, appears. Why, why, why a bell? Why not the bell? <laughs> Dumbledore deserves a bell for he that does. speech. <laughs> so this is Harry's first time witnessing magic to this scale also and at the castle. All of this food just magically appears in front of him. And I thought it would be cool if we listed literally everything that was on the table because I love food. Do so it. Roast beef, roast chicken, pork chops, and lamb chops. Oh, lamb. Sausages, Sarah. Bacon, <laughs> <laughs> bacon and steak, boiled potatoes, roast potatoes, fries, Yorkshire pudding. Not fries, chips. I chips. know that they changed oh, that for yeah, our book, but in the Philosopher's Stone it says chips. Yes, yeah, because chips are fries. I know. <laughs> and Peas crisps are chips. Chips. <laughs> And um, what are cookies? Biscuits. Yes. Are they sticky biscuits? Some of them are. (laughs) Little side note, if you ever have a digestive biscuit from like the UK or Ireland, but you have to get the ones with chocolate. Not that the other ones aren't. What biscuit? Digestive biscuits. Digestive. Digestives. They they are supposed, there's something in that I think that's supposed to actually help your digestive system. I think they're fiber. There's fiber in them. They're so good. And they're a thousand times better when you have them fresh over there. Like every time I go to Ireland, I'm like, I need some of my They're called hobnobs, right? No, they're digestive biscuits. Correct. I think. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I get my. I only get McVitie's digestives. I Not just, sponsored, but if you want to send me some, I will eat them, and my family will enjoy them. I get <laughs> McVitie's at the Epcot Pavilion. Mm-hmm. You can get them at World Market. They're I just, know, they're but just like whenever not we go as there, good. I always go. I mean, they're into, still good, but it's like there's like something about when you're in Ireland or in, I've never been to England, but I'd love to go. You get a digestive biscuit. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I always go into the pavilion, the, U, the UK pavilion at Epcot, and we buy those as our like snack to eat around the world. I always talk about food in every episode. And I always food talk about best. Disney. But also, I'm not allowed to eat sausage anymore. I'm only allowed to have bacon. What do I uh, Remember? talk about? They don't live, they don't Harry Potter, like we're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So picking up. <laughs> back yeah, going back to the food. Peas, carrots, gravy, ketchup, and for some strange reason, peppermint humbugs. You gotta have a mint. Harry did not. He helped himself to some of everything except the peppermint humbugs. I have a question. I wonder, because do they don't really... Well, first of all, their ketchup, at least in Ireland, is not anything like America's ketchup. Like, I wonder if they (sighs) changed it. Like, did they have ketchup in the Philosopher's Stone book? I don't, I don't know. Because I don't know how much ketchup I don't own a like Philosopher's Stone book. I, only have I own a Philosopher's Stone book. Well, here's your homework. Tell us. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious because it's not like a big thing over there. I don't Let's think. look it up. I'll find out. I'm plugging so much. Or maybe some of our, <laughs> some of our UK listeners. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we do have do a few eat ketchup? <laughs> oh gosh all right don't to, think that we're really annoying americans i swear we're yeah. really just curious not that funny. to the dessert desserts blocks of ice cream and every flavor you could think of apple pies treacle tarts chocolate eclairs jam donuts Ooh. trifle strawberries jello and rice pudding jello that's so i know random. i jello. think that's really random so i thought it was important it's a to point out. Foods. Mm-hmm. that's true yeah. i hope there's pudding Luna. <laughs> there always is. Yeah. I thought it was important to point out that the book states that the Dursleys had never exa- exactly starved Harry, but he had never been allowed to eat as much as he liked. And Dur- Dudley had always taken anything that Harry really wanted, even if it made him sick. God. Yeah. So while they're sitting at the table eating this amazing feast, we hear about Half-Bloods for the first time with Seamus Finnegan. We find out how Neville showed magic when he was little. The poor thing was dropped out of a window. And then Dumbledore stands up for his end of feast speech, which is a little bit longer than the other one. 
And he warns all the students about the Forbidden Forest, and we hear for the first time about the forbidden right-hand side of the third floor corridor, and you should stay out of there because you don't want to die a very painful death. Mm-hmm. Which, you know... Which Harry laughs Harry, at. Harry doesn't listen to. Right. Spoiler alert, Harry doesn't die, but Quirrell does. He dies a very painful death, it seems. At the hands of Harry. Literally. <laughs> Which my husband always points out. He's like, do we just look over the fact that like Harry murdered someone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not only that, but why couldn't he see Thestrals after that? Maybe it wasn't meaningful for him because he didn't care. Maybe know. he was so frightened because like I, it's like me or him kind of thing. Well, doesn't it have to affect you like in an emotional kind yeah, of way? Yeah, maybe he literally was like, whatever. Or maybe he didn't even know what happened. Maybe he just was like, is this, maybe he's not dead. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Joe, can you please dear tell Joe. us? Call me. You have my number. We're going to have a section like Dear Abby, but it's going to be Dear, dear, dear Joe. Joe. <laughs> please answer us. Good question, though. That's a real good question. Yeah. Does anybody know the answer to that? Yeah. What do you guys think? Has anybody like read that anywhere or heard anything yeah. about it? Why he? Because I know that like it's been answered as to why he couldn't see them after witnessing technically Lily's death, right? Because he was so young, right? Mm-hmm. But he he really did witness Coral's death, so that he, confuses uh, me. Yeah. And I honestly cause. never thought of that until right now. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to so. think about. Same. Yeah. Does that make me a bad? Potter person? I don't no. think so. But this is the whole point of rereading. Truth. You get new things. You get new things. Get new, <laughs> get new things. All right. So now They're we're doing talk boxing. About, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Can are you, you hanging on the edge of your seat? Oh, no. I heard. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, so we're going to start talking about Neville Longbottom. And he's kind of like uh, Harry five steps back if you think about it. What? I'm going to explain. Okay. So his birthday is July 30th, 1980. Um, He's just one day older than Harry Potter. Um, He could have been the chosen one, but really the only reason he isn't is because Voldemort chose Harry over Neville. So like this whole thing could have been different had he chosen Neville. Um, His first wand was inherited from his father and his second wand is 13 inches cherry unicorn hair. And it's like, I wonder why like, did he have his father's wand? Like, yeah, why didn't like his me. grandmother get his own wand? Like when he started school and like, and I wonder also if you inherit a wand, does it work the same? Like, does it work like when you are winning a wand, I, you know, and it's another thing to think like, would he have been more successful in school? Had he had his own wand? I was going to say, I mean, it's not like they didn't have the money to get him his own wand, but I, I feel almost as maybe I feel almost as if possibly his grandmother gave him his father's wand in the hopes that it would make him better because his dad was such a good wizard and she didn't have any confidence in Neville. But you would think well, the wand chooses you. I think that Neville's grandma. I think naive. she's kind of mean. Go on. She is. Well, going to whether you think like when wands switch allegiance, mm-hmm. um, I think wands that are kind of passed down, um, can't really switch allegiance fully because they are not one. So that's why we see Ron struggling. That's why we see Neville struggling. And so I was thinking when Megan, you said um, they could afford a wand and I thought, well, do we really know that? And then I thought, well, she bought him a Rembrandt, you know, why wouldn't she be able to buy him a wand? So I do think you're right that they did have the means to purchase a wand 
And then I also... I mean, his parents were successful aurors, which is probably a very well-paying job. Yeah. So. Um, but And then I also thought, like, what is, what's the cost to keep him at St. Mungo, Mungo's? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but she bought the remember so and that's kind of not a thing that's necessarily needed. But I was also thinking, like, passing down these wands, at least in Neville's situation, maybe it was like, this is your dad's wand. Like, yeah. it's really important. But then Sunny you're like, mental. come on, it's the wizarding world. Wand yes. uses a wizard. Get him a wand. Well, He's setting him up for failure. And I wonder if she was just like, why bother getting him a new wand when he's You're right. Be, like, he's not good now. He's not showing magic. He didn't show magic You're really right. um, until I he was eight. Yeah. She's kind of not very nice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think she kind of suppresses Neville, too. I agree. Yeah, she, she probably could have. Really, when well, you're putting so. them down. And again, yeah. you see, um, she might be like, well, you see your little friend Harry doing all these things. Like, why can't you be like him? And I don't know. I'm just speculating because you don't know their relationship. Um but you see, there was a good article on Pottermore talking about, like, there's, like, six six times that Neville is, like, braver than Harry or something like that. And you see, like, Harry has these close group of friends. He's got Ron and Hermione where Neville's with them, but he's not really with them. And, you know, Harry sees, um, you see Harry get personally, like, tutored, essentially, like, with Remus takes him aside and, like, teaches him how to do the Patronus charm and, like, takes him aside and, like, talks to him and kind of mentors him a little bit. And Dumbledore is the same thing. And as far as we know, no one's ever done that with Neville except for Professor Sprout because, like, he's good at herbology. Yeah. Does Neville hang out with Seamus? I, I feel know. like a, that might be a movieism for I me. I think Seamus and Dean are friends. Seamus and Dean. I mean, I think they're Seamus all friends, but I don't know. Yeah. Like she, in the article, it even said like, yes, Neville considers like Harry, Ron, and Hermione like his best friends, but they're like not really best friends, and Correct. that's sad. Oi. Um, so he was sorted into Gryffindor, even though he. Um, there's also in the article with the hat stalls, he asked and asked and asked to be in Hufflepuff, probably yep. because. He, growing up, like, they all thought he was a squib. Did we ever define hat stall for people? I think we did. Did we? So a hat stall is where the sorting hat is deciding between houses, two houses. houses, um, And it takes a long time. They say, like, five minutes in the article. They're like, five minutes or more. true hat stall, it has to be five minutes or more, which is a true hat stall is McGonagall as a true hat stall. And so was Peter Pettigrew. And then, and then Harry. They said, well, Harry. Well, they said kind of because it wasn't a full five minutes, but it's basically like Harry, I what think Hermione, and Neville. I was going to say, say that oh. I believe technically a hat stall is when the person actually has to choose between the two houses. That's not what the article said. What are we looking at? I thought at? that that's what it said. I don't think so. Oh, hat stall is a full on article. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's short. Do you want me it to read is it? It's very short. Yeah. <clears throat> An archaic Hogwarts term for any new student whose sorting takes longer than five minutes. Mm. This is an exceptionally long time for the sorting hat to deliberate and occurs rarely, perhaps once every 50 years. Of Harry's Potter's contemporaries, Hermione Granger and Neville Longbottom came the closest to being hat stalls, so they were not hat stalls. Correct. The sorting hat spent nearly four minutes trying to decide whether it should place Hermione in Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. In Neville's case, the hat was determined to place him in Gryffindor. Neville, intimidated by that house's reputation for bravery, requested a placing in Hufflepuff. Their silent wrangling resulted in a triumph for the hat. The only true hat stalls known personally to Harry Potter were Minerva McGonagall and Peter Pettigrew. The former caused the hat to agonize for five and a half minutes as to whether Minerva ought to go to Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. The latter was placed in Gryffindor after a long deliberation between that house and Slytherin. 
bad choice hat. <laughs> the sorting. Oh, hold no, on. That's, that's talking about Peter Pettigrew. I know. Oh, okay. Bad, bad on putting him in Gryffindor. Hey, I love you, Megan. <laughs> Wait, finish. Hold on. Let me finish it. Yeah. The sorting hat, which is infamously stubborn, still refuses to accept that its decision in the case of the latter may have been erroneous, citing the manner in which Pete, in which Pettigrew died as a dubious, as dubious evidence. I know that we're not talking about Peter, but I yes. strongly disagree with your assessment. How so? I like that he was put in Gryffindor because it shows that no one's perfect. good and bad can come out of You're anywhere. Right. Yes. And also, he really, I mean, as much as you don't want to believe it potentially, he really was brave in the sense that he. I mean, bravery doesn't necessarily mean you're brave in a good way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think he I know was where you're going. he was brave to go and collect dump, uh, Voldemort's wand. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was brave to hide it. He was yes. brave to go live against all with his the friends. Weasleys mm-hmm. and yeah. live with the Weasleys, knowing and continuing to stay there, knowing that he was next to Harry Potter all the time, knowing that he wanted to go back to Voldemort. He's brave that he went back to find Voldemort. I mean, I, agree. I don't like him. No, yeah. But can I counter that with something? Because I completely agree with you. And how Dumbledore says we might sort too soon. I Mm -hmm. think um, his traits in later life are more so the traits of a Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah, but later on in life when he's done with school. So you can't change that now. I know. That's why they say you sort too soon. It's also, I mean, it's real hard with Gryffindor. Well, and that's why he's a hassle. They really are similar. And you think ambition and bravery mm -hmm. can go hand in hand. I agree. And that's why, I mean, I'm going to say this, that I've taken the quiz a couple times and I've gone back and forth between Slytherin and Gryffindor. I just feel I identify with Slytherin more. Yeah. And I think it's because the traits between the two houses are very close. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he was a hat stall between those two houses isn't surprising because was he ambitious to go find Voldemort or was he brave? It's kind of. I mean, both. It's up in the air. It could yeah, be either. I, I think agree. He, I think it could say it's both. Like, it's ambitious. I mean, he wants to probably get closer and be like Voldemort's right-hand guy, no mm-hmm. pun intended, or whatever hand he cut off. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I mean, you. it's brave of him. Again, it, bravery doesn't necessarily mean a good thing. It's brave right. of him to go against all these people he was best friends with for years. You're right. And do all of these things. So did he choose Gryffindor then? No, the hat. The hat. I guess the hat always chooses. I was wrong in that assessment. Because even if it did, well, then, well, it, so it is Harry the exception? I think, yeah. Okay. Well, but again, he, like you were saying, and you could talk about this too, that Slytherin There's, and Gryffindor have like are similar. So yeah. as much as he's like, yeah, you'd be great in Slytherin, you'd be great in Ravenclaw, he probably would be a great Hufflepuff. He would have been good in any house. And I, honestly, you can kind of see that... I don't see him being a Hufflepuff at all. Okay, well... He's loyal. Some people like Hufflepuffs, Tiffany. He's very loyal and yeah. I just hate him, you guys. I'm sorry. Who hates I don't want him in my house. <laughs> oh, you're talking about I'm oh, talking about Peter. Harry. Oh, I'm talking about Peter. Oh no. What's happening? No, I said because you can talk about Harry being oh, like picking his I missed that. Yes. Sorry. All right, so going back to Neville. Yeah, Longbottom. go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. We got way off topic. <laughs> Whoa. There, so he was sorted into Gryffindor after asking the uh, hat, I was asking the house to put him in Hufflepuff. Um, his parents were also Gryffindors. You find out that they were tortured um, by the Cruciatus curse by Bellatrix Lestrange, and they're at St. Mungo's. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, he's raised by his grandmother. His family thought he was a squid because he hadn't shown magic for a long time. So his great uncle threw him out the window to see if magic saved him. And luckily for both Neville and his uncle, he bounced. So like, what what would have happened had he not bounced and he died? That's what like, I'm saying. Like, why? Like, would his uncle have felt Ben been like, well, well, one less squib in the world. I actually think oh. it was a total accident. He was hanging him out the window and he got distracted by something and dropped him. It, well, it wasn't purposefully threw him out there, but still, how would he still accident. feel? Right, like you killed, still, you killed him, dude. This child out of a window. What is wrong with? It's a very you? Michael Jackson moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it not? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have I, a blanket over him. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I said, you know, people don't give him a lot of credit for being as brave as he is because not only like um, do you see him in the first book, he stands up to Malfoy and he literally tells him because. Ron Harry and Harney, like, you need to stand up to him and tell him, like, you're much better of a wizard than he is. And he says it to Malfoy, who's a huge bully for him. That was an awesome moment. And then, you know, he, you see in the third book when he um, sees the bogger for the first time, it turns into Snape. And so you see his greatest fear is Professor Snape. And he sees him every single day. Yeah. And he stands up to that. Like, that's bravery. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And he defeats Nagini. I think Good. Neville is the perfect Gryffindor. I love him. Oh, also, fun fact of life. Hottest thing to come out of Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. Can we also talk about how Matthew Lewis lives in Orlando now? Maybe Can you we'll talk about who he's with, please? Because I don't oh, know if people know this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is like the coolest story ever. Matthew Lewis, a couple years back, did the celebration of Harry Potter at Universal, um, which is like the weekend-long celebration that they do every year where they have stars from the films and like this special um they have special panels they have the graphic designers it's awesome if anybody ever has a chance to go go me and katie have gone every single year since it's happened and Jelly. it is like our favorite weekend four of the year. years running yeah are you going this year too i don't think that we can what you're gonna break a streak yeah you're I doing know. too many cool things this year though yeah <laughs> take a break it'll, it'll be okay but maybe I'm, we'll go no. <laughs> oh, 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 now we're going to do it. No, just kidding. I probably can't. Oh, I would cry. Okay, but anyway. Um, so Matthew Lewis comes and does the celebration of Harry Potter weekend, and he meets this girl who works for Universal Studios as, like, customer experience, basically. She's not, like, anybody who, like, works a ride or what. She's, like, behind-the-scenes type person. And they start dating, and they're engaged. They're, and like, then, living the dream. Yeah. That's, like, every, literally. like, super and fan's dream. she was, dream. like, a massive Harry Potter fan. She was helping to run the celebration weekend. And then she gets engaged to Matthew Lewis. So now he lives in Orlando, and, like, I guess people um, randomly see him in the parks, and, like, he was at Volcano Bay one day, just chilling. And so he's not on the schedule for MuggleNet Live. He's not. But... I could see him showing up. I could see him popping up. Hopefully, if he's not filming... That would be cool. What's he filming right now? I don't know. He does a lot of projects now. He's on a couple, I think I think a couple shows that film in England. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he's very back and forth, but I know that he uh, owns a house in Orlando now. That's pretty awesome. So, So, you guys... Shout out to the lucky girl from Universal that gets to marry Neville Longbottom. If you're single... (laughs) The hottest thing to come out of Hogwarts. And ready to mingle... Call me. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have a Hufflepuff with your name on it, but... um, could be, could be. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Is that all on Mr. Longbottom, or do we have more to add about him? I can't wait for this to come out. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. All right. So, 
Moving on to Harry's scar. So I can't remember who brought this up. I think it was Sarah. Yeah, I talked about a scar. Sarah said... Um, a lot co- of things. Well... I'm sorry. We, we all know that that's true. <laughs> um, could Snape have been hoping that Harry would um, look like Lily? Probably. Because he hates That would be James. so creepy, though. But it'd be, I still well, love I that, that story where, like, he goes to the Weasleys and he's... Or there's counting. He's like, wait, wait. There's another one. Like, oh, it I, looked like Lily. Another, yeah, if it Harry like Lily. had red hair, it's like there's too many. There's too many boys here. Yeah, I don't see it as creepy. I mean, if you think of it too deep, it's creepy. But just, <laughs> I, I think mean, any any reminder of Lily would be great to Snape, even if it's you know her child with someone else, just because he he really loves her. Mm-hmm. I will say, rewind. So. Um, unpopular opinion. I have probably only seen like the last movie twice because it makes me cry. So it was on and I was watching it and I was watching like um, Harry see Snape's um, memories like through the, is it Pensieve? Is that Pensieve. It? And I like, I'm not the biggest Snape fan, but I was getting so emotional yeah. watching it because like you see it all again and like, it kind of refreshes your memory being like, yeah, like, he loved her so much and he hated James, but he's like, you, we need to do something like we can't let her die. We can't let her child die. Yeah. Whether you like him or not, the story is tragic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is tragic. Yeah. There's so many things I could say. Tragic yeah. I know. Be a taboo word. <laughs> <laughs> I know my opinion on Snape is, is also probably unpopular. I'm really just not a fan of him. I don't like him either. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't, I don't think that's necessarily unpopular. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people like Okay. Lightning all bolt about it. the always and Snape they, and Lily. Lightning bolt it's it. the greatest love story. I just I don't like it. What's your greatest love story? And I, it's not Hermione and Severus. My greatest love story. This is the is love story. Martin. Maddie. <laughs> That's how I yell his name at the house. <laughs> and he ignores me. <laughs> As he should. But no, let's lightning bolt this. Like, do you like Snape? No. 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 I guess it's not unpopular, but I think a lot not of people... Not at this, not at this table. Right. But you can... A lot st- of people do consider that, like, the best love story. But you can appreciate his story. Well, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's no denying it's tragic. A little. But I can right. say a whole lot. About it. And we will in the Great Snape we, the debate discussion. We could Snape discuss debate. it on Felix Files. The Felix Files. Felix Files. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Felix Files. I think that Snape brought that situation on himself. So that's oh, why yeah. I, I almost don't feel bad about his situation. Because well, you're throwing out mudblood, you know. Exactly. That's also, why it's... I mean, but we can discuss this in depth. Yeah, on no, yeah, we, we, because it'll be a lot. Yeah. Joe also says, Jake here wrote, I think on Pottermore somewhere that had he not essentially been him saying like mud blood and all that stuff that, um, Lily could have actually loved him, like romantically loved him. Really? Yes. Ah. It, well, I know she has. says, it. I know she says it, but like I get more of a friend feel. Yeah, but that's well, how friendship turns into love, Tiffany. Does it? I don't know. Why don't Why you tell me? You? Stay who, tuned. Who are we talking about? Snape Lily and, and Snape. Lily. Oh. We know how you feel about it. All right, moving on. Harry's scar. It hurts for the first time. And um, it hurts throughout the series when Voldemort is near or feeling particularly a, a particularly strong emotion. You know, whether that's happiness or anger, he feels it all. We really see that in five. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like I, scary in five. 
yeah. I just finished rereading five and it's like that whole concept is just yeah. Well, That's once you hit the end of four, it gets real dark real yeah. fast. Yeah. And people always like to say, like, no, oh, they're children's novels. Well, mm, not really. First to a point. Two, yeah. Three. Ish. So if you're reading it with a young child, you might want to slow down. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I believe that Harry's scar hurts because um, Quirrell was there and... Um, he turns he around. He turned. He's, he's looking at his back, right? Right. And um, because, here, and I'll get into that in just a second. And Quirrell, as we know now, was being used as a temporary horcrux for Voldemort. Um, and it says, quote, the hook-nosed teacher looked past Quirrell's turban straight into Harry's eyes, and a sharp, hot pain shot across the scar on Harry's forehead. So that means that Quirrell had his back to Harry, and the part where Voldemort's face was, um, do you think that Voldemort saw Harry and felt anger or hate, and that's why his scar hurt, because it was a particularly strong emotion, or do you think it was just... And it, and it is a coincidence that Harry's scar hurt right when Snape looked at him. So it all kind of timed with the perfect timing. But do you think that that's what happened? Voldemort saw him. Do you think that he could see through the turban or whatever and felt like there's Harry Potter. I hate him. At this particular moment in time, I don't know if I don't think scary is scary. <laughs> I don't think that Harry's scar hurt Scaries. because of emotion. Okay. I think it was the physical presence of Voldemort being there with him. And do you think it was because it was turned towards him? Yes. Because he's around him and it doesn't always hurt. Mm. So that's why I was thinking it might have been a surge of an emotion. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's in his presence a lot. Right. So that's why I was kind of like, I was wondering what you, what you guys thought about it. Maybe when he's like in class, Voldemort's napping because he takes time <laughs> in the well, evening also, to plot against Harry and to get his what body back. What if he back. started snoring in the back? <laughs> I don't know. Oh I do. God. I do think that it correlates with the way that Quirrell is facing. I think it has to do with the fact that Voldemort's face was facing Harry, and that's why he felt that. That's that's just my. I don't. I don't know if he saw him because it's not like he's got like mad eye moody's crazy eye. Are you going to say what I'm going to say? I don't know. Go. But I was thinking maybe on a serious note, not napping, but maybe he, it takes a lot of, (laughs) I know I'm not kidding. Maybe it takes a lot of energy for, for Voldemort to like be a hundred percent present. Like I know he's there and everything, but maybe he's not always like aware of like his surroundings because it takes a lot of energy to be in Quirrell. Like maybe that's just something like he's not always got you like a hundred percent Voldemort. Yeah. Are you sure? No, you can go. <laughs> I was just wondering if it was a Horcrux recognizing another Horcrux. <gasps> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh my God. See, Katie. And that would elicit a strong, strong emotion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Even, even because if he is, is feeling, time. even if Voldemort's weak and he can't like see, he would, I think that connection Although Harry's in there for longer than that moment. They've eaten this whole feast or they've been there. He's been sorted. I don't know. But again, I think that the direction does play a role. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And we don't know any other instances of two Horcrux being in same same proximity that are from the same soul. Yes. I wonder The diary. Yeah, but that Mm -hmm. connects with him too, emotionally. True. Okay. But I wonder if, um, if, if... there's always like if there's always some type of pain like 
not pain, but like maybe like when every time he sees him, he's like, oh, my head kind of hurts, but not enough to be like, oh my God, it hurts. You know what I mean? That he just gets yeah. used to it. Could. It's just a thought. That's all right. I'll feel the law. <clears throat> That's oh, all I got. That's all I got. That was a good discussion on that. See, this is why I love re- doing this. You're doing a reread, and we start talking about stuff, and then you smack your hands on the chair because it just gets crazy. And, oh, my God. <laughs> I never thought of that. Exactly. We have something fun coming up next. We do, do have we? something fun. Yeah. Is it my face? All right. Once again, turn and, up your headphones. <laughs> oh, are we all going to sing it? We can. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> we should. But... um. I, I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't know the rest there of There is I, a deleted scene yes. in mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire where they sing the Hogwarts school song. Just a little part of it. But next, after the feast and everything, then we go to the Hogwarts school song. So I, 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 I only know the beginning. Of yeah, the same, same thing. I'm trying to think in my head well, how this could go. You know what? I will say that we did... Um, I may have snabbed a little recording of us singing it earlier before we started recording. So. So, I can't wait to hear this. Whether we be. Just let her go. Oh, young. Oh, young with scabies. Megan, go. You know what Hogwarts, I mean? oh. Hogwarts, 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 teach us something, please. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna actually read it so you guys can like understand the words. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't sing like that and not laugh. So, <laughs> so it's Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggyworty, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Whether we be old and bald or young with scabby knees, our heads could do with filling with some interesting stuff. For now they're bare and full of air, dead flies and bits of fluff. So teach us things worth knowing. Bring back what we've forgot. Just do your best. We'll do the rest and learn until our brains all rot. <laughs> so basically you're dumb. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sad that they didn't do this. It would yeah. be so cute. And I also like, a little side note, that the way that the school song is sung, Dumbledore says for everybody to pick their yes. own tune mm-hmm. and sing it. At their own pace. Well, and the, the twins. And the yes. twins, like, do some... Oh. Death march or like, something? A funeral march. Like a funeral march? Yeah, so a funeral it's very march. long, and, like, Dumbledore continues con- to yeah. conduct them all the way till the end. The school song apparently is not sung every year. Like, in times of crisis, Dumbledore didn't include the song in the opening festivities. With the rise of Voldemort in the mid-90s, the song wasn't really sung anymore after the first year. Um but it's really neat. He just like flicks his wand and a ribbon comes out and floats in the air and creates the words for everybody to sing along to. And then everybody chooses their tune and they sing. And I think it's so cute. I love it. Yeah, I agree. I like Insert it. our singing. Teach me something, please. Whether we be old and bald or young with scabby knees. Oh my god. <laughs> Katie, it's Katie, you totally no. miss a mark, no. man. <laughs> Imagine Katie be like, our heads could do with filling with some interesting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Bingo. Oh, oh goodness. Gosh. Well, let's get into something else. Let's get into another MVP. Oh yeah. Oh, 
Also God. excluded from the movies. Ugh. So they even cast him. They yeah, did it. They, they just did. they didn't work. It didn't work out well. I did know. they? Do they like didn't have the technology. I think yeah. at that time, whenever. Yeah, was CGI there? Was CGI around? Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was just really crummy and everything. But I think to and they did it with know. him lying in the room. Why the, could they do? Like the ghosts, but they couldn't handle a poltergeist. Probably because Peeves is, I think Peeves is very instrumental in the very, books. Very animated. Yes. Yeah. Like, so he would have been more involved. Yeah. And to do it right and do it well. Were they just intimidated by it? Dear Christopher Columbus. Well. How did you sail the seven seas? <laughs> I find it annoying that they didn't put him in. Yeah, yeah, he would have been great. If they wanted comic relief, you should have just kept I would have loved, kept Peeves. I would have loved to see Peeves in Order of the Phoenix. Yes. With Umbridge. It's yes. interesting when you read is it the is it the third book where um he drops the vanishing cabinet? Yes. yes. And I'm like, oh my god, I completely forgot about Shout that. out to vanishing cabinets. <laughs> they vanish all the hate away. Pour just one out because they're broke. Pour one out for vanishing they broke. cabinets. <laughs> they broke. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> when they're going back or they're getting taken to their common rooms, we meet Peeves, the poltergeist. And I thought it would be cool to talk about what a poltergeist is. So the word comes from German origin and it roughly translates to noisy ghost, which seems perfect. They're invisible. They can move objects, slam doors, create any other kind of disturbances um, it's said that in many cultures that they're strongly associated with places where young people, especially adolescents, are living. So Joe says that it's inevitable that in a building bursting with all these teenage witches and wizards, a poltergeist would obviously be generated. And it's also expected that a poltergeist would be more noisy, more destructive, and harder to expel than any others living in a place with all this magic. So Peeves is actually the most notorious and troublesome poltergeist in British history. (laughs) What a title. I know, right? And unlike many others of his kind, he has a physical form, so he can Mm -hmm. become invisible at will. He's also well-named. I didn't know this, but he, he's named that because he's been the pet peeve of every caretaker Hogwarts has ever had. Oh, <laughs> I like I don't know why I never made that I know. Yeah. Now it's like, well, duh. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was cute, that there has been a lot of attempts throughout history to try and get him out of the castle, but none of them have been successful. And the last attempt was in 1876 by the caretaker at the, at the time. He devised this elaborate trap, and it involved like all these weapons and this enchanted jar that he would drop over <laughs> Peeves. Um, but not only did Peeves break out of it and escape with all these weapons, he held the castle hostage, and it was a three-day standoff. Wow. <laughs> God. And it only ended when the headmistress at the time signed a contract that said Peeves could have a once-weekly swim in the boys' toilet. He was allowed to have all the stale bread. From the, he was allowed to have the stale bread from the kitchens for uh, throwing purposes, and he was gifted a new hat. Oh I believe from France or something. But uh, hilarious. <laughs> so funny. So our buddy Peeves ignores all sorts of authority, except for the rare respect he has for a select few students, most notably Fred and George. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly afraid of the Bloody Baron. And it wasn't listed on the Pottermore article I read, but I believe he has a high respect for Dumbledore as well. But yeah. that's it. Pour one out for Fred yeah. and Dumbledore. But not and the Bloody, Bloody Baron, Baron I guess, No, right? he's a murderer. No, he's nasty. <laughs> he yeah. killed the Grey Lady. I have a special place in my heart for her. Do you? Well, she's the, like she's the, the ghost Baron. of Ravenclaw. I know. Hmm? I said, well, I like the Bloody Baron. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Nearly headless. Nearly <laughs> headless. Like this. <laughs> Ron says that, not Hermione. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Another moment in time. <laughs> All right, let's talk about common rooms. Are they common? Let us know. <laughs> so we were we were talking about like um, how we all get into our common rooms because if you haven't dived into your house on Pottermore, do it or remember from the book. Sometimes you might not know. Um, so starting with Gryffindor, which everybody knows, Gryffindors have passwords that change to get into our common rooms. And the first one that we find is Cabot Draconis. So we were like, what the heck does that mean? So it means Dragon's Head. And it is an ancient name um, for the ascending lunar node, whatever that means. The point at which the orbit of the moon crosses the, what does that say? Ecliptic. Ecliptic. Which is the path the sun takes across the sky. This is an oversimplification, but it's basically the point at which the moon, the sun, and the earth are in the same place. Isn't that an eclipse? Or is that just the moon and sun? I don't know. Weird. We just had one of those. Thinking. Shout out to eclipses <laughs> everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, passwords that change and Cabot Draconis is the first one. Um, so the Slytherin common room. I know that we don't learn this now, but we thought it would be cool to go over all of them yeah. so that everybody can know. So the Slytherin common room is a low, is a long, low ceilinged dungeon like room filled with skulls and the like. There are high-backed chairs and a carved mantelpiece on the fireplace. The walls are rough stone. The light is green from... Yep. (laughs) Evil. Uh, Is green from the hanging lamps because it is located under the lake, which I always thought was cool. Yeah. Our emblem is the serpent, the wisest of creatures. Our house colors are emerald green and silver, and our common room lies beneath a concealed entrance down in the dungeons. Um, as you'll see, its windows actually look out into the depths of the Hogwarts Lake, and we can often see the giant squid swooshing by, and sometimes more interesting creatures. We like to feel that our hangout has the aura of a mysterious underwater shipwreck. You guys went into way more detail than I did. I literally well, just pulled it from Pottermore. Everyone does super know they're from our common room. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody everybody okay. sees it. Squashy armchairs. And also, people just, really want to hear mostly about Ravenclaw. We're just trying cool to be cozy. Mm. Nobody cares about Does you. Does anybody <laughs> remember what the password... Oh, it was pure blood. The password was pure blood. So you guys have passwords, too. Yeah. Ours is just a password to get in. Because we're dumb and can't come up with answers to riddles. Now, here comes the cool kids. Katie, you can go first. Hufflepuff. So Hufflepuffs is the coolest. It's pretty awesome, and I didn't... I didn't know a lot of this, okay. which makes me feel horrible about myself. But well, we're learning. We didn't, we want, we didn't want to say anything. So, oh my gosh! Rude. So it's entered no from longer my favorite Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> giggle, I'll take giggle. a close second. It's entered from the same corridor as the Hogwarts kitchens, which is perfect for me because I love food. So if you go past the big fruit painting that's there, there's a large pile of barrels all stacked up. In the barrel, two from the bottom, middle of the second row, opens if you tap to the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff. (laughs) And as a security device, if you tap the wrong barrel or tap the incorrect number of times, all the other barrels burst open and you're drenched in vinegar, which is disgusting. (laughs) The actual common room is reminiscent of a badger's den, Mm -hmm. which is apparently... Those things are really big, and you can fit like fifteen badgers in them or something crazy (laughs) like that. I don't know. I looked it up. Awesome. They're amazing. Um, it's all decorated in yellow and black. The wood is honey-colored for the tables and the doors. There's colorful plants everywhere, and some of them wave to you when you walk by. 
And it's level with the grounds. So if you were to look out the low windows, you could maybe see feet of people walking by. And even though the windows are very low, the room always feels sunny. Because I'm just a radiant little I'm ball of sunshine. <laughs> Neville would not have done well with that method of getting in. No. No. He barely <laughs> remembered the passwords to Gryffindor. He wouldn't have remembered which barrel to tap and to tap it the right way. He would have been drenched in vinegar daily. <laughs> <laughs> the poor kid. Yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to house number one, the coolest peeps around, Ravenclaw. so the common room is found at the top of ravenclaw tower um, behind a door with an enchanted knocker the arched windows set into the walls of our circular common room look down into the school grounds the lake the forbidden forest the quidditch pitch and the herbology gardens it's all the things you can see um this is the house with the best views and the cleverest witches and wizards they live there like me. Mm. Mm. Rowena Ravenclaw is the founder of the house and the ghost um, of Ravenclaw is the gray lady. You found out later is Rowena's daughter. All of the other houses have a concealed entrance, but us Ravenclaws don't need one because the entrance has a knocker. And once you knock um, on the door, it gives you a question or a riddle. And if you answer correctly, you are granted access to the common room. It has successfully kept everyone but Ravenclaws out for about a thousand years. And it's not uncommon to find several students waiting to answer the riddle or question together. Um, our head of house is Flitwick. And I thought I'd ask you guys a riddle. Oh, so gosh. what is easy to um, get into but hard to get out of? Trouble. Yes. You just got access granted. You guys, that's why. No, my yeah. second, my second uh, per- biggest percentage was uh, Ravenclaw. Nice. I'll also say I have more um, riddles to ask, but I will do it during the um, lightning bolt. Correct. Program. All right. I kind of want to read more about my house after. Uh, you can go for it if you want. Because I feel like I only did my password. You can go. I didn't ahead. do like the location. That's because we're cooler than you. Ravenclaw for the win. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Somebody well, else talk. While you look that up, I found something. I don't know if this was on all of the common room articles or not, but um, I found that it said the complexity or otherwise of the entrance to common rooms gives you a very rough idea of the intellectual reputation of each house. So Hufflepuff has the unchanging portal and requires rhythmic tapping. Slytherin and Gryffindor have doorways that challenge the would-be entrant. And, oh, about... Equally? Oh, because they both have passwords. So they both have an equal challenge to get into it. Ooh, which, if you think about, goes back to Megan talking about how they're very similar. Mm-hmm. So interesting that they, how to get into their common rooms are very similar. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the exact same thing, essentially. Yeah. It says that Connections. the former, so Slytherin has an almost imperceptible hidden entrance and a varying password, while Gryffindor has a guardian and a frequently changing password. And Ravenclaws always need to perfect... Pre- I'm sorry, I can't talk. I'm like Sarah. It's okay. Because I'm talking about Ravenclaw. (laughs) (laughs) The Ravenclaw common room presents a fresh intellectual intellectual or philosophical challenge every time a person knocks on it. I like that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that that a lot. Even the way to get in represents the house itself. Yeah. Why can't I find my common room stuff? I keep finding like behind the scenes of creating. If you go to your Pottermore account yourself, just like your page, my um, profile. Okay. Yes. And so click on your profile and then you can click on like, learn about my house, I believe. Um, more more about my house. Correct. Okay. 
and then so anybody if you want to do this you go to your Pattermore um, click into your account click into your Hogwarts house learn more about my house and you go down and um, there's like stuff you can read so this is like underneath it tells me for mine because I'm a Ravenclaw it tells me all about Ravenclaws it talks about um, who my head of the house um, not head of house the, my prefect and all of that so you scroll down and your prefect says hey like your welcome message yep. yeah Okay, so I'm looking at that. Hello, Percy. Um, I could be lying. So mine just says, quite simply, this is the best house at Hogwarts. It's where the bravest and boldest end up. For instance, Albus Dumbledore. Yes, Dumbledore himself, the greatest wizard of our time, was a Gryffindor. If that's not enough for you, I don't know what is. (laughs) Suck it. Okay. I have Luna's in my house. But where you guys Lockhart. got like information about like I don't think that she really describes the Gryffindor one yeah. because she describes it yeah. so many times in the book. It's garbage. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's in a tower. You All guys right. get everything else. We have the fat lady. <laughs> Amazing. I, ha- I have books. Just with my boys. <laughs> All right. So now I'm gonna talk about Harry's dream that he had at the end of the chapter. Dream, dream, dream. <laughs> <laughs> So Harry thinks that he ate too much at the feast, which is probably true because he's probably the most food he's seen in his entire 11 years. <laughs> Straight up. Um, and so he goes to sleep once, essentially once his head hits the pillow and he has this dream that he was wearing Professor Quirrell's turban, which kept talking to him and telling him to transfer to Slytherin. Um, and then he, like Malfoy was in his dream, um, I think taunting him and even Snape, he, Malfoy turns into Snape in the dream. It's very interesting. Um, and it's interesting that the turban is talking to Harry when we now know that Voldemort is on the back of Quirrell's head, probably talking to Quirrell. Mm. Um, and it's interesting to think like once you see in the later books with Harry seeing more inside Voldemort's head, um, kind of thing, like, is that something that's happening? Is it like, or is it just happened to be a dream where like, thought maybe the horcrux in him knows like oh there's a little piece of Voldemort over there and like i you're gonna you're a little bit connected you know what i mean a voldy bit if you will (laughs) um and so malfoy turns into snape and harry sees a green light um so we also now know that um when his parents died and Voldemort tried to kill harry so that's where the green light comes in that snape was there that night and he came and he saw like Lily and he saw Harry and he was crying and all that other stuff. Um, and then it's interesting that he did. De- well, he doesn't remember the dream in the next day, but it's so rereading it. I'm like, so interested to see like the bits and pieces were like, Oh my gosh, like that's, that's connecting to so many other bits later on, including in the seventh book. And nobody has anything to say. That's no, why we I love thought that this. was really cool. I, mm-hmm. I think that to have such an odd dream that mm-hmm. he doesn't even remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tie into so many things. It's just JK's genius. Well, and again, you don't know 90% of all of that information. Mm-hmm. So it's just something to put in there and like a little Easter egg for when you go back and do a reread and be like, oh my goodness, like all of this stuff happened. It's all connected. It's yeah. so good. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yep. All righty. <clears throat> so let's go into our lightning bolt round and. Uh, what were we going to do? We had one. We said we were going to do it. I don't remember. I think we did it during it. No, we know. didn't. Oh, it was about... Shoot. Did I don't know. about Snape? We asked, no, we asked that. We asked that. 
there if was we something only think, else. Oh, I don't know. We'll think about it. Yeah. And I've got a, I actually prepared a couple of questions, but I wrote by this in the doc. Once again, my questions are secret. Get your own. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. Does anybody want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. Go All right. I have two. So uh, my first one is if you could be in another house, what would be? Probably Slytherin. Probably Gryffindor. I like Slytherin. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to answer. I would not be in another house. You would not be magical? I would Bye. Just be Slytherin. What are you no, what are you at Illinois? Gryffindor. Huh? Really? Yeah. Really? I guess. Tiffany's like you're not invited. If you're making me choose, I guess Gryffindor. All right. I would do Ravenclaw. Yeah, you would. all right and then my or someone else can do it i can come back to my other question um my question for you is if you like say you were a hufflepuff right okay what instead of vinegar people trying to get in what (laughs) would you want to come out of there milk okay wine Ooh, no, are we supposed to be? We're deterring people. You want Correct. people to be like wine? <laughs> yes, because I'm thinking like Megan would purposely every day she be like get, I gotta get tap the wrong room, barrel, tapping it wrong, free drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dung bombs. Ooh. Oh. What do you think? I said maple syrup. Ooh. Like oh gosh, yeah. Ooh, what well, would I want? Sarah, what would you do? <gasps> I have Ooh. another one. When Skunk done. spray. Yeah. <laughs> Boobo so- tuber pus. Oh, oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. That would if be like scrutes. really bad though. <laughs> oh man. Anybody else gotta I'll ask I'll ask some riddles, but you go you can ask your question first. Do you have a question? Yeah. Yeah. If you could visit any other I guess it kind of goes with yours though. If you could visit any other common room. <laughs> well mine would be different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine would be too. Yeah. Other than your own. Right. So Which I would want to visit uh Slytherins because it's neat. I would want to visit Hufflepuff. It just looks so homey. Yeah. yeah. I would want to so visit homey. all of them. Is that an answer? No. Nope. No, I guess I'd either say Slither. Well, I'd say Slither. Mm. I think it's so cool that like the windows look into the lake. Yeah. yeah. That's why. I, also, yeah. I really and I wonder weird if any you. of the Slytherins knew about the mer people. Oh, like, did well, they ever I, well, see? Oh, I wonder if they like chatted with them through the wall. Yeah. If they spoke Mermish. Why is that weird for me? What do you because mean? Because you can't even go into a pet store and go by the fish tanks without thinking they're going to explode on you. So I why know. do you want to be in a common room and sleep next to essentially totally, a gigantic fish tank? I didn't think about that until just now, and it gives me serious anxiety. I never want to go in the Slytherin common room now. <laughs> well, you have it's to transferring. <laughs> Are you going to go to Illinois? No, I'm going to be a hat stall and request Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, so now she loves Gryffindor. So where are you going to go, Katie? Where are you going to visit? I would. Uh, at this moment, I might say Ravenclaw because it said that they have the best view, and I would like to see. Yeah, I feel like views. nobody wants to go to Gryffindor because we all know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? I have a riddle. Okay, oh, I'm bad at these. Okay, this That's is why a I'm longer a one. No, this, what are you saying? No, it's oh. you. masks. Masks I wear many, but not many see behind them. Always rejected, except by those dark as the one I despise. I hate and I fear one of whom I will not speak. Yet I know I throw myself continually at his feet. I am continual. When all other hope is gone, I remain. Those I defend, I do not love. And those I fight, I cannot hate. The one who hates me most is the one who I will die to protect. Who am I? That's a lot of information to take in. And I will say the okay. last four lines is like, yes. Did you answer this yourself? Hell with- no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be sleeping in the hallway. Yep. I'll be waiting read, for those 20 other students to come and help me out. Read the last four lines for me that you said we're telling. 
Those I defend, I do not love. And those I fight, I cannot hate. The one who hates me most is the one I will die to protect. Yourself. Who am I? You. No, I didn't make this up. No, like yourself. General no. You. Damn. It's a person. Oh. Is it like someone know. in Harry Potter? Yeah. Correct. These are oh. Harry Potter ones. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Oh. These are Harry Potter ones. <laughs> Harry. No. Voldemort. No. Would you like me to tell you? Yes. Snape. Oh. 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 Um, let me give you I have one. a short one. Okay. Yeah, go. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, or tweak. What's your favorite Ooh. word from his little speech? Nitwit. Oddment. Mine was nitwit. I like oddment. Yeah. It's a weird word. It's an odd word. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a coughing Quidditch commentator? Commentator. Coughing? Quidditch. Lee Jordan. Commentator. <laughs> well, it's close. There's one word in there. A coughing Quidditch commentator. Weasley. (laughs) 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 Oh, Uh, Go ahead. You got another? What does Harry have that Voldemort doesn't? A scar. (laughs) A nose. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) See, you got one. I was being sarcastic, but I didn't think it was the answer. What do you call a gorilla that plays with clay? Is this Harry Potter really? <laughs> what? A gorilla that plays with clay. A Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. gosh. Oh good, so funny. These are like not real they're like jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long one. Do you want me to do my other one? Yeah. All right. I said if you could be BFFs with someone other than the people in the Golden Trio, who would it be? Neville. Yeah, I thought Neville. Luna. Oh. But she's not there yet. We don't know who she is because she's not even at Hogwarts. Does that matter? She said anyone. I said anyone. I guess that's true. Myself. (laughs) What a Sarah thing to say. (laughs) Um, I know they're not. I'm going to go with George. Oh. Yeah. Why not Fred? Because he does. <laughs> Not funny. No, I had to pick yeah. one, and he's holy, so. Okay. <laughs> I have another Unfold question. Your related humor. You go with I'm holy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't believe in wands or in the Quidditch World Cup, and this is the last time I'll say this. Shut that ruddy bird up. Who am I? A ruddy bird. Vernon. Yep. Ooh. Ruddy bird. Do you want me to read you another one? Sure. This one one's more. super easy. I wear glasses and pigtails, and a Hogwarts toilet is now my bed. Oh, and Myrtle. That's super easy. Moaning metal. Let me think of if I have any other questions. Ooh, I do. If you could have one thing at that feast, what would you eat? Oh, or bring something to it. Like, oh, I really want... Yorkshire pudding. Mm. I want to... I want to... I want a ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> I want a big fat ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> I you want know to try what? the roast beef. You know what I'd want? Yeah. My dad's stuffing. Ooh. That would be some delicious. Shout out to the Terror Bear. I would want some pizza. Really? Want some pizza? Made by the house elves. <laughs> I, I bet a Hogwarts, away over it. Hogwarts pizza would probably be I would, amazing. The pizza, I would pizza travel to pizzas. Hogwarts with Lucci's pizza and eat Lucci's <laughs> pizza. Oh, <laughs> so good. 
I wonder if shout they, out like, to John and Lucci's. Anybody that lives in the area by Kent, go get Lucci's pizza. Just do you saying. think that um, if they were going to make a pizza, that um, it would have like weird things on it? No, I think it would be the Krusty Krab pizza. The Krusty Krab pizza <laughs> is the pizza for you and me. Krusty Krab. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, I think we're done with the question. Yeah, we're getting a little silly. Uh, Let's move on to our fan featured story of the week. Can you guys help me with this last name? Because I'm Hawk Cradle. Okay, so Brandon Hawk Cradle. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, that was a really fast answer. I know. (laughs) I was like, I've been debating this. He says that his um, first experience was walking through the video store and seeing Harry Potter on the shelf. I was like, this is that generic store. I know, right? (laughs) Video Video kills the radio star. I was like, quote, this is that generic Lord of the Rings knockoff that everyone loves, right? So I rented the movie and soon after made everyone I knew watch it because I loved it. Little did I know I had created a monster, made my sister Brittany watch it. She became obsessed. She read the books, made me read the books. Much better than the movies, I'll admit. Little winky face. She's got tattoos and wands and all kinds of nerd things that resulted in me making her watch the first movie. Moral of the story, you're welcome, sister. Stupefy. <laughs> Shout out to Brittany and Brandon. Spreading all that mm-hmm. Harry Potter love. Yeah. I have spread it to my younger siblings as well. So my, my, sis- my sister actually wants to read the uh I tried to spread now. it, but my family was like, we're not about that life. My husband doesn't know how to read. So he will not read the books. <laughs> he reads like news and stuff. So he says. And he like, claims he knows how to read. And like medical stuff. Um, but he's watched the movies, so. I've Everyone, well, besides him and my mom. And he listens to this, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, my mom and him are the only ones, I think, that have not, or the only ones that haven't read him. Yeah. Bridget and Matt and my father. It's not really their thing. No, which and is And that's fine. okay. Yeah. They but just suffer okay. through it with us. <laughs> right. You force it down their throats. Exactly. You're going to watch it, and you're going to like it. Yeah. Okay. So, make sure that you use our pinned post on Facebook to use for discussion on this episode. You can post questions, comments, concerns, etc. And anyone can respond and answer to the questions. And all four of us will be responding to you as well. So go find us on Facebook um, and like our page to get all the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And if anyone wants any Swish and Flick swag, we have a store on Tee Public as well. So check out our store at tpublic.com slash Swish Flick Cast. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr and stuff. Like, we have a bunch of Facebook followers, but um, I'm not sure how many people are, like, using Twitter and stuff. But we do have Twitters and Instagram, so yeah. go go follow us, please. Yeah. And also, like we said in the last episode, if you have a funny story that relates to Harry Potter, we want to hear it. That's or true. Or even just a whatever story. It could be funny, sad, happy. Any connection lucky. with Potter. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it doesn't have to it. just be your Harry Potter story. It could be like, no, what I'm saying, like the Harry Potter, like to us. how you first got into it. It could be yeah. anything. It could be something that happened to you yesterday. Maybe uh, going to the midnight the premieres or yeah. um, book releases, anything like that. We yeah. want to know. True. And okay. thank you all for your ears. Yeah, for your ears, <laughs> for your follows, for your comments. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate everything. You guys, we check. Um, did we say, did we tell them we hit all 50 states? No. no. Yeah. yeah. We've officially hit all 50 states in downloads. And we have a bunch of cu- different countries. Yes. Alaska. Like crazy. The last. Alaska was the last. So crazy thank you for downloading countries us. that like I didn't even know existed, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. So we love it. We love we, seeing yeah, that. Yeah. I love going to check 
to see like where our where we're being downloaded. It just like makes my day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So keep Someone. listening. Keep giving us tips, tricks. And we're really popular things. in the UK. So shout out to all the UK listeners. Yes. We love you guys. Yeah. If you want us to come visit us, pay for <laughs> if it. If you want us to come visit us. <laughs> you want us to come visit you. Oh, goodness. I would love a place I to go stay. to UK. Well, I've been, technically I've been to the UK because I've been in Northern Ireland. But I want to go to England and Scotland a lot. Same. All right. And we're I wouldn't gonna, oppose being go back to, going back to Ireland. We're so. going to make it happen sometime. Yeah. Hopefully. Sometime. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> I won't talk to anyone. I'll pretend, be upstairs pretending I don't exist. Are we going to sing the whole podcast? I'll be perpetually single after that. <laughs> <laughs> what? No hops for this book. <laughs> <laughs>